Coming up this week on The Big Show, we chat about Amazon's new venture up in the skies. Also, Sony PlayStation 3 and their brand new Gran Turismo driving simulator. You really have to see. We also talk about great gift ideas for this holiday season. All that and much more Geek Gamer Weekly is next. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by our very own Roku app for Geek Gamer TV. You can go back and watch the back catalog of Geek Gamer Weekly, Minecraft Me, our specials from PAX Prime, E3, and soon-to-be CES 2014. To grab that app today, go to ggtv.me slash Roku. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 248, recorded Sunday, December 1st, 2013. Amazon Prime Air. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. Newly refreshed with you guys watching live if you're hanging out with us this Sunday evening at live.geekgamer.tv. If you tune in every Sunday evening, you can be a part of the experience by chatting in the chat room below. We also would take calls from time to time. Uh, today, we'll be taking calls after the show because my uh, my cohort, uh, Mr. Jace Rossi, that helps hammer down those uh, kind of technicalities is not with me today. Uh, so here we go. Let's introduce everybody. I, you, you know me. I'm Chase, and joining me is this gentleman here uh, all the way from Monroe? Did you even notice, John, the mm-hmm. uh, the Santa over your right shoulder? Yes, I saw them earlier and because the, there was a Santa right here where I had yeah. to move stuff to set up my yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's getting more and more festiveness here. Uh-huh. Uh, how you doing over there? Just ducky. Great. Joining uh-huh. us as well from, uh, from Oregon, our resident Apple expert and drone pilot or unmanned uh, what, what what's the official what's the term you like to use joe instead of drone i usually call them rc helicopters our rc official, quadcopters our, our official rc quadcopter pilot for geek gamer tv uh, joseph falby oh. and joining us once again all the way from canada very very far away from me uh, no it's not that far away it's about an hour and a half uh but much farther <laughs> to uh to uh winnipeg mr lloyd hannison from vgpodcast.com hey lloyd Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. And now it's time once again. I, I need music for this. The Quad Shot. Oh. Sorry. I, I, was, I was not excited about it. I know I should be, right? <laughs> and speaking of quads, like quadcopters, mm-hmm. Amazon today unveiled something very, very exciting called Prime Air. Well, we won't. We may not see this anytime soon, but their goal is to deliver packages to you in a half an hour. So from their distribution center to you, obviously you would have to be probably in a major metro area. Uh, but what we're going to do is uh, we do uh, we do have a, a neat little video uh, that I want to show you guys. Uh, it is an advertisement, uh, but it kind of goes to the proof of concept to show you how this could work. So check this out.
that's it. There you go. Uh, I have a lot of problems with this. They should have dubbed in some different sounds. <laughs> what, kind of, pro- what kind of sounds would you dub in? Like B-52 bomber sounds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it took off. Not the fact that it sounded like some turboprop or something. Trying to Joe, Joe, you, I got to start with you first. I mean, you, you are a resident yeah. pilot here. Um, on the technical side of things, uh, is there anything in that video or anything that we saw that would be dead wrong? That just would not Te- work? Technically? Technically. First off, I want to I want to go on the technicalities before we get into legalities. But technicalities, anything wrong there? Well, it, it's an octocopter, so it's got eight sets of motors and eight blades, and and technically they work fine. People, there are many out there, and I'm sure right. that the one that they're showing works just just great. Yeah. Um, it looks like it has a GPS antenna on the top, which is appropriate. It it probably works fine with regards to that. Um, autonomous flight is not difficult. Uh, the big detractor on a lot of these uh, multi-rotors, uh, whether they're quad, tries, quads, ox, six, uh, hexacopters, whatever, um, is the battery. Uh, 30 minutes of flight time is a pretty high estimate unless it's 80% battery. So you'd have to be delivering a really small package or I suppose maybe a, maybe a battery for a quad. You just delivered empty. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, legally though, Joe, this is not going to happen oh, yeah, anytime the, soon. Though, te- technic- technically, it's it's in yeah. the realm of feasibility if right. you live within a few miles of the distribution center and yeah. can't be bothered to drive down there and pick it up yourself. Uh, legally, though, the FAA rules on on multi rotors and and this sort of autonomous flight is blurry at best. Uh, right now, there's some guidelines that aren't official laws. But what it really comes down to is you can't use any of these. You can't use autonomous planes uh, privately or commercially for a profit purpose. Uh, and that's the way it's been for a long time. Otherwise, so actually a, a great example is all these places where you see people using these um, these video-based helicopters and stuff like that inside the United States, they're actually breaking the law. And there was one guy who was fined $20,000 and had all of his stuff taken away because wow. he was using it for that. Wow. So it is a very illegal to use it for a commercial purpose. Mo- a lot of people do it anyway, and they ignore that, or they say they're not doing that part of it is free and the rest of the service is what they're being charged for. But the FAA's rules are actually really clear on, on that's not okay. Now, the FAA isn't, is anticipated to rewrite the rules. They're going to change uh, how some of those are working in 2015, uh, which is still a couple of years away. I mean, last I checked. So, I mean, so obviously right now, I, I think a lot of people are very, very sensitive when it comes to privacy. They're, they also have their own opinions about unmanned aerial devices and, and drones, as a lot of people like to call them. Now, I'm always interested to uh, find out what our neighbors to the north think about these kind of things, because they tend to be like Switzerland. You know, they remain neutral. <laughs> Lloyd, well, Lloyd, uh, I'm talking to you down there. Hey, you. Sure. Hey. So, what do you think, man? I mean, uh, I, obviously, maybe you live out in the in, in the back forty, and you you want to have <laughs> a, a have a shovel Nothing delivered. And, and igloos as far as the eye could see. So, yeah. uh, oh, you know, er, ever since playing uh, the game Dune 2 on my PC, my old 486, I wanted to call in a, an order and have a tank delivered by air, just mm-hmm. land right at my doorstep. So, I mean, if this if this gets me closer to that uh, to that future, I, I'm all for it. Um, seriously, though, it would be, it would be really cool. Um, we our deliveries up here from Amazon are, are pretty terrible uh, compared to your deliveries in the States. Um, if, if we could get something that even just speeds up our deliveries up here just a little bit, um, that would be great. Uh, whether it's an, a UAV type thing or just opening more places, um, which would probably be the easiest thing for Amazon to do. Um, that would be great. I mean, I, I guess Amazon wants the future to be everything on this planet that is ordered uh, from a computer is basically fulfilled by them. And they're going to try all these wacky, crazy ideas um, until something sticks and, uh, and and gets us to that future. Is, is this really, though, gents, is this really that far-fetched? I no. mean, something something like this uh, happening in the short-term future. I know our good friend Jay Huckabee in the chat room was saying 20 years from now, this is probably going to be normal practice. Little things flying all over the skies, delivering things, and... Uh, 
you know, making lives easier. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Chris Fisher, over at Jupiter Broadcasting, and we're saying, yeah, we're going to have pizza being delivered by drone right to our window. It's going to be great. But what I want to know is, yes, they can put GPS coordinates in. Are they going to require <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the person getting the, the, the product to go out with a GPS, like with their phone, and say, All right, we need to know a good landing spot with, with a three-foot radius clear of items, and you need to give us the coordinates. And if it so happens to crash on your property that you're going to have to pay for a brand new one, or I mean, there's so many you know, unanswered questions here. I, I guess it's kind of fun to see, but John Kessler, is this the future of online delivery? Is, is unmanned aerial flight? It would be it'd be interesting if you had your, your Amazon map on your phone app on your phone and you right. say you know deliver it so you're deliver standing to yeah me. deliver it to me and it grabs the GPS off your phone and there's your coordinates and comes in but there's a problem with that inherently what? as well is a, a GPS with a cell phone while yes it can get accurate it can sometimes be off right by like good 50 100 200 feet. Well, you just go out to the closest ball field and you're standing on the ball field. Oh, and you're yeah. Around going, yeah. Here, here it comes down with oh, the I mean, that's another problem, right? What if uh, what if somebody, you know, you got 40,000 people at a ball game and they all try to order from Amazon <laughs> drone, right? <laughs> Cheap beer. Uh, they all, they all converge. Yes, you know, seat 42 <laughs> <laughs> on the upper levels. I please. mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the next level in delivery could be you know, vehicles and getting it to you quickly. The problem here, Joe, is I think, like you said, there's there's a limit to the payload, right? And distance because of battery concerns. Oh, yeah, battery concerns and payload. I think this sort of tech is is maybe in the realm of feasibility. Um, say if, if you, if right now you have a courier service and you have something that needs to be delivered on a, uh, a very, very short notice uh, on a in a relatively short distance, I can see that as being a possible use for these. But I don't think we're going to see them in general use very much. It's it, they're just they're too expensive. There's too many questions about, uh, like you said, landing spaces. It can be an issue, although there's some some tech to avoid some of those problems too. But there's also a big cost question. Uh, you know, it's is it really worthwhile to try to do this for small things? So, like I said, courier service, lawyer's office who need to who needs to transfer paperwork back and forth. You know, real documents back and forth really quickly. I can see this working for them. But for the average person, we're probably never, I mean, rarely ever going to see or, or use something like this. Well, all they got to do, Joe, is uh, they, they attach a little parachute to the goods. <laughs> so they just hover over your house and they just let it go and just oh, float down to the ground. You pick it up. <clears throat> it'll work. You know, they can I, always... I think the delivery part of it is a very minor concern. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all of the other things that... That uh, and and really, uh, you know, like I said, cost and battery is is I think the the bigger issues. Uh, that's that's why I think it'll be a while before we see the sort of tech anywhere, but in you know high end offices and stuff like that. Well, they just swap the battery out every every delivery. There's got a big right, charging yeah. station so with it, a row it, of batteries. Guy just pops the top up, you know, hinges the top open, pops battery out, pop a new one, close it, and off it goes. Yeah, that'll be I, reliable. Everybody who yeah. subscribes to Amazon Prime Air has to keep a battery charger at home so they can swap out the battery. No, when it lands at the in front. At the distribution <laughs> center. Yeah. I, I could see this used with, um, if Amazon is opening up a, a, a different sort of distribution center uh, methodology. So they could rent small little units on the top of a building or something. And uh, you would order something. It would be flown to this building by the drone, not to your individual house, just because kids could be playing baseball in, in the back lane and, <laughs> and, and accidentally hit it uh, multiple times with a bat as it's flying down towards your house. Um, but I, the reality, I, I don't see that happening, but who knows? I mean, anything that gets stuff to us quicker is a good thing, but uh, I, I think this one might be a little, uh, a little bit of a stretch, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, well. I don't think UPS yeah. and FedEx need to be all that concerned about it at this point. No, probably not. <laughs> No, actually, it's the USPS should be uh, really worried about it. All right. mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to tell everybody real quick, in case you're wondering, uh, what, uh, I'm sorry, I'm always pointing the wrong way, what what the space is all about that's that's over there. The space. That's space. I uh, just want to remind you, you can uh, send an email to weekly at geekgamer.tv, and if you are a company or if you have a product or a brand or a Twitter that you want people to follow 
If you want to answer on this, uh, you advertise on the show, you can. Uh, you can rent out this space. The space is for rent, as they say. So weekly at Geek Gamer TV, if you'd like more information about that. So let's move on uh, to the next story, and that is PlayStation. Uh, now, you know, PlayStation 4 had a relatively-ish, smoothish start uh, with their the new console, the PS4. And yeah, some people had issues getting online. And over the weekend, there's been some problems with people trying to redeem codes uh, because they had a sale on Amazon. But we're not talking about that. No. We're going to talk about Gran Turismo 6. And 6 is coming up very, very soon. And I don't know why, but Europe gets some of the coolest things. Only in Europe, there will be a contest that will dole out these racing pods, these circular things over here on the left. Um, can someone tell me... So so it's a 40-inch TV, a Thrustmaster steering wheel, and a racing seat. You also get a PS3 system, a copy of Gran Turismo 6 Anniversary Edition, and uh, 10 runners-up will only get the uh, Anniversary Edition and a PlayStation 3. You don't get the uh, pod. But they're they're giving five of these away. Hmm. Um, first question, very important question. Would you guys actually have room for one of these things in your living room? Where would you put this thing? That's a big thing. Yeah, I got space. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, Joe. <laughs> yeah, anybody, anybody wins it, we gotta store it at Joe's house. Can we can we talk about, can we talk about the other underlining major story? I, I think we were talking about this in the pre show. Why is this PS three only? Because they got them for cheap. No, no, <laughs> I, I think he means the game. Why is GT6 <laughs> apparently PS3 only? Yeah, why? Because yeah. they've been working on it since 5? Yeah, Milan. it's been in development for a long time. It has been. That's, yeah. that's the only... Yeah, only but... but it, it and, and they do say that it will be out for PS4 eventually. Sure. Just not for a while. They'll call that 7. Yeah, yeah Gran yeah. Turismo yeah. 7, 7 Special Edition. Yeah, GT7 yeah. coming out for PS4 in 2014 is what they say officially. Right. I, oh, I heard an interview where, where they said they didn't want to force people to wait to get their game. They wanted to release it um, when it's ready, which if you know anything about the Gran Turismo seri series, uh, you should be laughing really loud right now. Yes, that's true. The games, you're always waiting for them. They they take forever. Like uh, the, the last Gran Turismo was just a demo on your PlayStation 3 for years before it was actually that, a ship yeah. product. Um yeah, I, I found that kind of laughable. So I, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, Microsoft did some similar things, though. And I, and I guess every um, manufacturer of a new console does that. They want to get some some serious good products coming out for their console just at um, the switch over to the new generation. Um, but I, I'm surprised that Gran Turismo is one of those. Usually it's a driving game that kind of pushes the tech on, on, a, on a new piece of hardware. Well, it's either a, a driving game or a, a first-person shooter or maybe a sports title if you're in, you know, and like FIFA has been very popular on both next-gen consoles. You know, it'd be really cool if yeah. you could take that thing and make it so it rotates the the nose up and down, and then do that with the flight sim. You know what that re this this thing reminds me of this this reminds me of. Um, do you guys remember the uh, what was it uh, Afterburner arcade console? that actually had the full motion seat that would rock up and down. Do you guys remember that at all? Yep. God, that's what this thing reminds me of. Actually, it'd be nice if the the, the black uh, plastic pieces in the front and back detach, and then you just start rolling in your living room in, in circles <laughs> and stuff. I mean, this thing's really, really cool, uh, but obviously it's just a big promotional thing, right? I mean, talking about promotional things, we're going to get into that, but that's all this is, is just one big advertisement for Gran Turismo. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but why but why just for Europe? Why I, that's what I don't get. And maybe one of you guys can explain well, this to me. Well, GT is really really big in Europe. I mean, it is a really popular title over there. Yeah, but um, it's big I mean, here the, too. The, the guy it's who, big in Japan. Yeah, but the the guy who who got me into it is is uh from uh, Scotland and he bought a PS2 specifically for Gran Turismo. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's, and maybe this company is this company selling these uh, game pods anywhere outside of Europe. Maybe it's a yeah. European only I, company that's making these. That things. I that I don't know. I was gonna say shipping. You know, if they're built over there, they're not gonna want to try to ship. You know, 
Exactly. It's not going to be cost effective for them to ship one. No, into the, the no, US. they'll be they'll be built here, or then we'll ship them over there. That's that's. Yeah, uh, they're probably no, they're going to be built in China and shipped to wherever they. <laughs> <end>. uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's the import laws from China to the Europe different from. You know, somebody in the U.S. though is, is probably going to try to uh, import one of these. You know, I mean, because there's mm. going to be five winners, right? So. Oh yeah, and some maybe. of those are going to. I mean, they're going to end up on on some sale site somewhere. eBay. eBay. What would you yeah. pay for something like this? <laughs> I, I'm just uh, uh, digging a little bit further. Apparently, they're made in Dubai. Wow. So they are shipping them. Mm. Yeah. Bizarre. And they're expensive. <laughs> but I'll let you guys Somehow, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that that's made in Dubai. Mm-hmm. How much would you pay for something like this, gents? 40-inch TV. Thr- now, the Thrustmaster wheel How alone. much would we pay or how much do we think they're worth? Both. <laughs> I, I don't know, like 50 bucks? Oh, yeah. 50 bucks. oh, 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 <laughs> oh man. Wow. No, I mean, it's it's if it came with the screen, it came with, well, a PS3, I don't understand that. Um, if it came with uh, with the screen and it was comfortable, yeah, maybe. I think I you know, want it, you, I think you want it to come maybe? with the console because if it doesn't, then, yeah, I mean, you don't want to have to unhook your console to plug it into this this monstrosity i mean why would you want that i mean you want it if the, all but if there. the seats if the seats comfortable enough then yeah. you know especially if you can roll it back a little bit and recline maybe you know use it for from what i see tv right what i see from that circle is i see a fixed seat mm-hmm. and a fixed yeah. circle uh, for yeah. for those uh, for those of you guys who may not know, I am six foot five. I would probably not fit into this thing very comfortably. I would have my knees up near my chin. <laughs> yeah, it 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 looks like it's a promo. Um, it was only made to to be kind of a promo item for Gran Turismo. Um, the fact that they're giving some away, it's just I did they run out of places to 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 use this as like a promotional vehicle? Uh, no pun intended. Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. Apparently, if they're worth about ninety five hundred dollars for just the 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 big circular thing, you have to basically strap in your own television, your own racing wheel, and your own um, seating system. So I don't know. It's just it's this weird made for retail promo item that they're giving away in a contest with all this stuff fitted in it. You know what I you know what I see happening is is a winner, probably three to four years down the road. Tossing this into the dump—that's that's what I see happening. No offense, but yeah. I mean, you know, someone gets like a, like a stand-up cutout or arcade thing or whatever, and and it's just just awful. By the way, if you're if you're obviously watching the video, uh, the uh, the video version of our show, uh, our good friend uh, Jay Huckabee posted a picture. You can see it in the lower third on the chat uh, of the chair. Uh, and uh, 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 a surround sound screen. Now that's a that's a, that's a different that's a different system. Yeah, that still looks and very very cool. And and he says that one uh, that particular one is about thirteen grand. I hope it includes the monitors at that price. But they do have a lower end model that you can be they can be had for less than fifteen. Obviously, 1500. this this image is larger than life because it's having a lo- a hard time <laughs> loading. <laughs> uh, come on, it, it gave up. It, Oh no! There it goes. I, I'm on dial-up again. Don't you know? Wow, that is really, really bad. Anyway, so there you go. If you're a Gran Turismo fan and you really need something like this, first you can go to Dubai and and get one made directly from the manufacturer, or just go to Europe and hopefully you can win one. They're giving away five of these. Uh, not 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 this, not this chair. No, even the, the circle. That the, the the circle chair. Um. Now. You know, in a in a few short weeks, Joe and John and Lloyd, I'm, I'm gonna tell you because you're a good friend of the show. We're gonna be flying to Vegas. We're going to CES. Now, John and I, we're flying on Southwest. I think Joe, you're flying on uh, Frontier. No, Ala- Alaska. Alaska. But you might want to switch, Joe, just in case, because Southwest just recently gave away a whole bunch of Wii U consoles in cooperation with Nintendo, on a flight. It was on flight 1883 from New Orleans to Dallas Love Field. Passengers were greeted upon arrival by Mario himself, who made a special announcement during the flight that everyone on board would receive the game system for free. And then no doubt they got a little coupon that they had to fill out for tax reasons. 
I'm just guessing hmm. about that part. <laughs> so, uh, is this the reason why I brought this story up? Is this Nintendo? Obviously, it worked here. Is this Nintendo trying to get back into the headlines because of the rough uh, of the of the Black Friday holiday week? Because this story came out on the 27th, so just a few days ago. What do you guys think? I'm going to go to Lloyd first. He's a resident Nintendo guy because, as you can see, uh, judging about his background, he hates Mario. Uh, yeah. Does, psh, yeah, 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 he's he's putting the fist to you. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. Next. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. It's it's Nintendo trying to get some form of press, uh, considering that the other consoles were were launching. Um, it's uh, good timing since uh, Super Mario 3D World came out. Um, it, it just seems to be um, fitting in with a lot of different uh, uh, events that are taking place in the, the Nintendo world. Yeah. Um, it's kind of odd where this would be every person, all 83 of you get a console. Well, and let's take these pictures uh, instead of doing like a, an Oprah like thing where you get you get a console. Exactly. And you get a console. Not like, you, John. But you get a console. <laughs> Go to like uh, Jimmy Fallon or something, and and because uh, they always have uh, Reggie's always on on Fallon doing the the gaming stuff. And yeah. You can come and say hey, everybody gets gets a console with Mario and all this, and my body's ready, and all the other catchphrases that he tries to invent to uh, to make stick. Um, that would that would seem to be a little more interesting. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a really well, bizarre thing, but we're talking about it, so I guess it worked. Well, uh, in case you didn't know, now Nintendo is the official. I can't believe this. They are now the official video game partner for Southwest Airlines. I I had no idea that they actually had a video game partner slot, uh, but they do. And they're going to be setting up Wii U gaming lounges at the, some of the airline's most heavily trafficked airports between now and December 22nd. Uh, the, the lounges are planned for Dallas Love Field, Chicago Midway, Denver, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and St. Louis. Up to four players can try their hand at each game kiosk at a time, get this, for free. Oh, wow. That's, that's weird they didn't include Phoenix since Phoenix there is their hub. <laughs> well, I thought Dallas Love Field was their major hub, their main headquarter hub. For Southwest? Yeah. Oh, it's Phoenix. Is, is it Phoenix, really? I thought so, yeah. Well, maybe uh, Phoenix is, uh, maybe, I, you know what it is, Joe? I, I figured it out. Phoenix, uh, they have their official game partner with another company. And... You know, the airport itself. Uh, they, they Their official uh-huh. partner is Atari. Right. Wow. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I just killed everything. Hey, um, <laughs> final story here, you guys, and then we'll, uh, uh, then we'll, uh, we'll get to the, uh, to the gift guide, uh, our recommendations for gifts that you should be playing this holiday season. Uh, Microsoft was recently accused of being sexist. Uh, they had a form that you could go onto their website to help. This is to publicize the Xbox One, and it was kind of a Mad Lib style where you can fill it out uh, and say, "Hey, I'm not sure if you heard, but the Xbox One is now available." Uh, that means we. Uh, and this is like to a significant other. We can now start playing games like Forza. Uh, but I know you'd rather knit than watch me slay zombies. So. The, the the accusation here obviously was this ad was deemed sexist against women and played to those stereotypes that men are the guys who play games and women take care of the kids and take care of the household. Uh, I'm not saying this, you guys. I'm saying that the uh, the people that are going against these letters are are feeling that way. Microsoft did say that they're going to go ahead and change how some of the uh, things could be generated that way. That was not their intention. Of course they're going to say that. They don't, you know, I don't think this was intentional. Um, But uh, how do you feel about this, Mr. Joe? I mean, is this just a a mistake or is this uh, uh, one of those Freudian things where, yeah, they are playing into those stereotypes? Well, my guess is whoever wrote it didn't really consider any side. They were just like, hey, this is this is a cool thing. Look, we figured out how to make words change in a document and um, just throw it together. They are saying their big defense to it is that uh, you can replace that. The the big thing that they didn't like was the knit line, that that was what the 
the groups apparently were negative. Hey, men over two. Okay, I don't. I don't know why. See, that's 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 just sexism, reverse sexism, because men can knit. Anyone can knit. I mean, we can talk on but, Skype with your favorite sister. That could be, uh, you know, I. What's up, my sister? You know, like to John. I, I say that all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, wrong. Uh, the the big offense, yeah, they they had was to the the knitting line which apparently was just a default that you can change to whatever you want or change to several other things. But yeah, it was just, you know, somebody not thinking about it. And it's a, at this point, it's just giving them more press talking about it. Is this, honestly. yeah. I mean, is this though, are we just being too sensitive here? Uh, well, I should nah, ask her. That's crazy. I should, that's I, crazy talk. You I, think, I, you think that the people who react this way <laughs> to things like this are oversensitive? Nah. <laughs> I mean, Lloyd. I mean, I mean, Canadians. Uh, you guys are a rugged breed. I mean, you guys don't get. You're not. I mean, you guys are straight up, right? So you, you're not offended by this at all. Personally, I'm not. <laughs> I know a lot of people were. Like, I, I was. Wow, really? When, when this went live, yeah. um, my Twitter exploded, um, and and I read it, and I kind of, I kind of chuckled a little bit. Um, more so the fact that. Microsoft continues to put out bad messages that get them in trouble. Like you'd think that they would have like seven PR teams, like checking each other's work before they approve something to go out. Um, like purposely putting um, something sexist in it. And um, the wording of this letter is more like, Hey honey, um, I know you're going to be mad if I come home with this. So how about I show you all the stuff that we can do with it and you can watch your programs while I watch football and play games and kill zombies. Like the whole, the whole wording of it was, was very, I don't know, kind of, kind of sexist. And, and it was almost like, Hey honey, buy this for me so I can play my games type thing. It, it was, it was just really bizarre. Like it just the, the message was just odd. Well, it's, uh, al- it's also sad though, that, uh, you know, uh, meaningful couples and relationships that they, that, that, that men have to be afraid to play games <laughs> and, and women have yeah. to come down on guys to say, yep. Oh, you're playing with your toys again. Yep. You know, things yeah. I mean, well, and, that, that happens a, good- a lot. That that raises a, a another another good point too, though, is why is it unacceptable for the husband in a relationship to buy something like this that they might want and use, but at the same time, the the spouse or the the wife would be going out and talking about how they wanted that pair of shoes, or I mean, I know it's overgeneralizing, but it's the same sort of thing, right? It goes both ways. Yeah, I mean, here we are. I mean, it's it's very hard for us to speak. Obviously, we don't have a a yeah. woman on the panel, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, it's and go I, go get your wife. See if she'll come in and talk about it. See how she feels. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably be like, "I don't care. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I don't want to talk about it." Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's really tough uh, because there. Uh, but but there's also the other side of thing. There are, are loads of women gamers that are out there, and their numbers are increasing. And uh, it's not for them to be uh, stereotyped into a hole either, in, yeah. into a corner, and, and say, "All right, well, you know, uh, women gamers are, are are this particular type or whatever." Um, it really should be about community, about everybody gaming together and having fun and not pushing people into stereotypical roles, especially now in the 21st century. It really shouldn't be that way, yeah. especially and, when it comes to gaming. And that's who the the, the most vocal people were, were all, all of these um, the female gamers that I follow. They were they were just angry about this. And and I get it. I mean, they, they probably they probably heard it like yeah. I can't I, I can't talk on that because I'm a guy and I've been playing games since I was in like kindergarten pretty much like yeah. it it's been something that's been part of my life forever but for for a long time if you were a girl and you were a gamer you were made fun of um well and, it's and it's worse too hate. it's worse for them because they, a lot of them like to game a lot and if they go and play multiplayer oh yeah they, that's, and and they and they, if they if they identify as a female gamer the 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 first few questions are how old are you uh do you have a picture that you can share uh hey let's be friends I mean, I mean, a lot of these girls who love to game get harassed just because they're female and they're gaming. Yep. And it's yep. sad. Guys, lay it off, okay? Seriously. I mean, geez. I understand yeah. I understand the appeal when it comes to, oh, there's a girl gamer. Oh, uh, uh, and I, I'm single living. Uh, here's a stereotype. I'm single living in my mom's basement. Um, I'm going to uh, try to get this girl to go out with me because she's a gamer too and she loves this game. You know, come on. 
Yeah, but also there there are groups that feed into that. That's true on too. purpose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I mean there there are enti- you know full full girl uh, gaming clans, oh. and all they are, are girls, and they always post pictures online that are always right on the edge of being inappropriate. And and I mean you know you can't you can't it's difficult because it's hard to say you can't have it you shouldn't have you shouldn't be able to have it both ways you know and and complain about being objectified when you're the one who's actively trying to become objectified right well so, i mean, I mean but, and then the argument would come into play well well uh joe the reason why we have to have a female gaming team is because the majority of teams that are out there are already all male so uh, it's only fair for us to have an all female team I mean that's those well, are the arguments and that's that are fine. I have out. I have no problem with it being an yeah. all female team. The problem I have with it is when they go out out of their way to objectify that team as look at us we're special because we're a girl team. If they were if they were just straight up team, they happen to be all girls and they were really really good, props to them. That's like, awesome. I, I see what you're saying. Behind that. I see what you're saying. But that, if they're, that they're not if using they're, the identity, a, right? Right. If they're, yeah. but if instead of saying we're a kick-ass gaming team, yeah. they're saying we're a kick-ass girl gaming team. That's a difference, yeah. and that I think is a bigger problem. Well, Microsoft, guess what? They finally they did change the way the letter was manipulated after a lot of offended groups spoke <laughs> out. Many different factions, not just women, but guys probably spoke out too. Um, and uh, good for you guys that did so. Uh, really, when it comes down to gaming, it shouldn't matter what gender you are. It matters that you're gaming. That's really what it comes right. down to. Final yeah. story, uh, talking about games this holiday season, Black Friday, no doubt, loads of games being sold out there on the market. And uh, USDA Today, uh, you know, I, I, I hate top 10 lists or top 12 lists. And the only reason I hate them is because sometimes they completely miss the mark. And, and usually a lot of these articles are just hidden marketing pieces put in there by companies that pay to get into these lists. So that being said, take that for a grain of salt. We're going to go through this list, and then we're going to come up with our own. And I'm going to break this down by category, just like they did. Uh, First thing they said, talk about the 12 games of Christmas. For kids, they got Disney Infinity, Skylanders Swap Force, and Super Mario... I can't even say this. Super Mario 3D World. Uh... I agree with the 3D World part. That game is great. There is one problem I have with this game. <laughs> Go ahead, Lloyd. Do you know what... Uh, let me see if you can predict it. No, what's the, I, what's the I one problem I have with that game? Um, I don't know. To me, it, it, it's, it's as close to a perfect game that has come there out. There is one issue. Cool. One issue. Okay. Just one. Uh-huh. The one issue that I have with this game, okay, and... Uh, uh, Mike Matei, he does stuff with the angry video game nerd over at Cinemassacre, and he nailed it. He completely nailed it, and I, I don't have the video posted, but he uh, talked about the white Tanuki suit. <laughs> and the way, uh, in case you didn't know, you guys, a Super Mario 3D World is a phenomenal game. It's really vibrant, and it's everything that Mario is all about. However, there's parts of the game that are definitely hard. And if you fail a level, I believe it's five times in a row, like you die, you die, you die, you die, you die, then at the start of the level is there's a block. And you get this block, and you get a golden leaf. And when you get the golden leaf, you get the white tanuki suit. And Lloyd, what happens when you get the white tanuki suit? You, It's like you have star power. Permanently for the whole level. Yeah. You can still fall to your death, sure. you can't. Um, you can't get hit by anything. Now, it, go ahead. I was going to say that this has been a feature of the the Mario games for the last, um, I guess, the last three releases. And it's kind of a way that they make it um, easier for the kids that might be having problems with it. You know what, though? Maybe I'm an old school gamer. But I remember, and I, this is what uh, Mike was going on about. When I, when I was growing up playing Mario, Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. there was, uh, I think it was like 8-2, World 8-2. I, I just couldn't pass it. I just couldn't do it. There was no, there was no extra help, and you know what happens when I couldn't pass it? I put it down and I try it again later, and I go back to it later, and then eventually, after all 45, 50 lives, I finally push through, and you get that sense of accomplishment. You get that sense of happiness inside. That yes, I made it through. Nintendo right. is taking it away from me. 
Yeah, I, I can I can see your argument there. Um, I have kids, and uh, I like the fact that this Tanuki suit exists because uh, they see me breeze through a level, and they get frustrated that they can't do that. But so isn't they that get life a little bit though? A it, little it bit. Is, but it is, but games are supposed to be fun, and especially Nintendo games. And Nintendo, mm. like Mario 3D World, from the time that I put it in and the intro stream uh, intro screen came up to the time that I beat the final iteration of Bowser, I had a stupid grin across my face the whole entire time. Right. The game, the game is pure distilled joy. They took all the joy in the world, put it in a big press, uh, squoze it out <laughs> to, to a bottle, and and it's a bottle of joy that you get when you when you play this game. It yeah. is amazing. It's good. And, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and and the best thing about the Tanuki suit is you just you, if you don't want to use it you don't you don't take it. Oh, and I know that. I know Jay Huckabee says that too. But but the thing is, I I, I wish there was a. Kids are going to take it. Kids yep. are going to take it because yep. they feel it's a part of the game. I just I just feel like it, it shouldn't even be there. So so you're you're upset that it's there because you think kids are going to use it in addition to the fact that you didn't have such an opportunity when you were a kid playing the game. <laughs> well, because but here's the thing. When I go back and look in retrospect at Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. I, I, I still loved the game, even though I died 45 times probably in a row trying to pass 8-2. But when I finally did, I got that sense of accomplishment that no Tanuki uh, Leaf could ever replace. Right. I mean that those are the those are the things that are intangibles that I believe uh, are are being taken away, even if it's unintentional. And obviously, they want Nintendo wants everybody to have fun, and I get that. I completely get that. Mm. It, it's just that it'd be nice to not have it even show up because kids would be like, "Well, screw this, I'm <laughs> I'm going to do it because I want to get through this level." Yeah. I, I think I think it comes back to the fact that Nintendo wants everybody that plays a Nintendo game to have the best time of their life, especially a Mario game. Yeah. Um, they're going to leave it to all the third parties. Um, if there are third parties on the Wii U, I can't remember if that's a thing on the Wii U or not. Right. Uh, but uh, they're going to leave it to the third parties to make you hate yourself um, until you... <laughs> Um, and, well, and they're they're going to give you the the distilled joy in a bottle and uh, Mario in a cat suit. Well, it's just... it's definitely a shift though because uh, you know obviously Mario games used to not be that way. I mean, mm -hmm. even going yeah. into the Super Nintendo and the GameCube years and the Wii U years, there was a point that they they made that shift. I know we're getting a little off base, but uh, you know they made the shift and, and made things easier. And the the joy and the happiness is still there. I think Super Mario three. Joy and happiness and sense of accomplishment still there, and those kind of things are not they were not there. So I, I don't know, yeah. Um, but yeah, slowly with like the mid level um, gates that you could pass that would have you not start at exactly the start of the level. You could continue halfway through, yeah. and it's just yeah. been a, a steady um, increase of uh, how can we make this better for the for for the user. You are um, not allowed to feel bad when you play this game ever. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I agree with with Lloyd. I think our picks are Super Mario 3D World. Are there any games for for kids, John or Joe, that you feel uh, that kids would, would would need to play this holiday season that is appropriate for kids? You guys have any thoughts, ideas? I don't play too many. I mean, Super Mario 3D World is going to be probably the first game I've played that's in that category in Infinity. a long time. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's uh, I, I can't think of any other games that really jump out and say to me that this is a great kids game. They should everybody, all the kids should be playing this game. But. All right, and and you're showing off, Lloyd. What was that? Uh, yeah, Infinity and Skylanders. I, I agree wholeheartedly with this list for kids. Um, my kids love Infinity. They love Skylanders. They love Mario. Um, if, if there was other games that I could add, I would I would add. Um, pretty much anything on the 3ds that nintendo's put out in the last little while they're all great titles for kids um and minecraft is an awesome title hey uh, that's a good one whether it's on yeah. your 360 it's going to be on your ps3 and your ps4 soon get it on the pc get it on your ipad get it on whatever your android phone um it's it's the new the new era lego and um <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, a really great thing for kids uh, I was uh, over at my friend's house uh, showing him the Xbox One a few days ago, and uh, 
his daughters were playing. Uh, so when I walked in with the Xbox One, uh, unprovoked, his daughter was watching Minecraft Me on mm. on his on the computer, nice. and uh, they started. They've been getting to play it on the on the iPhone uh, on the Pocket Edition, and I and I said. Um, uh, they started asking me about the 360 editions and stuff, and I'm like, "Well, you have a computer right there. Why can't you play it on the computer?" And so I I gifted them one. I I got them a, a and a, I I, per, I picked up I I bought them a, a account, and uh, this the computer that they were playing on was an HP touchscreen, the first generation HP touchscreen computer, and it uses a mobile Intel graphics chip. And it's so old <laughs> that it wouldn't even run Minecraft. Uh, we've made some hacks happen, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean that's that's the beauty of a lot of these games is uh, you know you get more and more kids involved, especially Lego Minecrafts and all that some fun stuff. I'm gonna go through this list real quickly because we're running short on time. Uh, but uh, some of the other games here that are on the list. Uh, some sports titles. You got NBA 2K14, FIFA 14, Marvel Super Heroes Lego, which is great. Uh, I don't know why they put this under teens. I can really see Lloyd doing this. Just Dance 2014, uh, <laughs> Forza Motorsport 5, uh, Need for Speed Rivals, which is a great game. And then for adults, you got Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Dead Rising 3, and Grand Theft Auto 5. It's nice to see USA Today not shy away from Grand Theft Auto. I, I think that's a really powerful title uh, for adults. It's a, it's a fun game. Uh, still no word yet on the PC version, uh, but uh, hopefully sometime this century because I'd love to see that on the computer and play fun. And another title, which I am uh, which I'm, I know it, it's not on the list, and it kind of shouldn't be on the list until it's complete, and that is Battlefield 4. Yeah. I like it a lot, but it crashes. <laughs> Or or you lose sound, or I mean, there's all these weird hiccups that I think. Yeah, it's all we've. It's pl- almost like they should have had a beta period to work out some Joe, of these problems Joe, or something. Joe, uh, this just in. I'm reading it now. Mm-hmm. They had a beta period. That wasn't a beta. That was an early demo. <laughs> <laughs> that was in house, wasn't it? That was an in house demo. Yes. Ah, so there you go. Uh, and, all, and all the in house machines were the exact same make model build. Probably. hardware. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Man, th- that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, first off, I want to say a big thanks uh, to this gentleman right here, Mr. Lloyd Hannison from the uh, beautiful, great north of Canada, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Jets fan through and through, yes. and a Mario fan, and he's got a Mac back there, so we like him still. Um <laughs> I'm only Mac in this house, so you'll probably like me. Wait, you're only Mac, really? Yeah, I, I, I don't have a PC in this Mac, in this house anymore. My last PC died, so it's all Mac as Macs as far as the eye can see. Wow, and and you know, for some reason, I I'm having an issue. Maybe maybe it's my browser. Maybe my browser is just dying on me. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. I was, I was trying to pull up uh, VG podcasts. There you go. Oh, the, thanks for that. Uh, the bonus day. Oh, so you talked about NBA 2K14, huh? Yeah, reviewed it. Um, my my partner on that show reviewed it. Um, great game. Yeah, we, we do a lot of shows at, at uh, VGPodcast.com, Nintendo Pulse on Nintendo. We do the bonus stage, which are kind of a weekly kind of all things gaming uh, that is not for the kids because we uh, we do go a little blue in that. What? that yeah, it's uh, us Canadian swearing. It's kind of weird. Um, and hmm. uh, then we do Touch of Gaming, which is the iOS, uh, iPhone and iPad gaming show. So we cover a lot of stuff. Um, there's going to be some some big changes in the new year as far as uh, show topics and other things. Um, but, uh, but, but we've been, uh, we've been doing it for quite some time and, and we love doing it. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on the show again, Chase. This is, this has been a lot of fun yet again. Uh, I love hanging out with you guys. Oh, it's always fun. And uh, I, I understand when it comes to, to changes, uh, 2014 is going to be a big change in year uh, for us as well. Um, Mr. Joseph Falby, my great co-host and friend in the Minecraft world. Also, he's a great squad mate in Battlefield 4. I mean, he's he's right there with the with the health packs. What what am I saying? He just leaves me in the dust. Uh, but uh no, <laughs> just kidding. But Joe, well, I do now. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> but uh he is also our 3D printing expert, so I can't wait to see more 3D printing items from him. Have you been printing much lately? 
I, I haven't. I've I've just been busy with other things and haven't gotten gotten into doing any more. There's a few things I I do want to try, but uh, I have I have a few ideas for uh, uh, for GoPro mounts. I want to. Oh do some yeah, GoPro good call. Things so, especially yeah. keep them off the desk so they don't get uh, wet. Well, this one's fine. It's a GoPro, right? So it should be fine. Um, as long actually, as it's, it's. It was well. I thought it wasn't in the case though. It, yeah, it wasn't in the watertight <laughs> case, but it, it's it's still fine. Uh, and you're on Twitter. Uh, I encourage. And by the way, I forgot to mention uh, Lloyd here is on Twitter. You can follow him at Dasme at D A S M E. Uh, you can yes. follow uh, Joe on Twitter at Falby F A L B E Y. He tweets very, very rarely. So when he does tweet, it's it's very, very important. This guy's not on Twitter. Nope. But he's a good friend, and uh, he's a he's a a good squad mate. We uh, we've been leveling up over the weekend. Mister mm-hmm. John Kessler. Thanks, John. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. I do encourage you guys to follow the network on Twitter at Geek Gamer TV. You'll know when we're going live for shows and special events and things of that nature. Uh, and by the way, uh, speaking of new changes in 2014, uh, there will be changes in 2014 uh, with the website. Uh, but right now, it, it still looks good in my opinion. You can find our show, Geek Gamer Weekly. You can watch our shows live, Minecraft Me, special event coverage like CES, PAX, and E3. All that stuff is right here. And we have an awesome community forum. Uh, we love community and gaming with you guys. So if you have a chance and opportunity, head over to our site, click on forums, and sign up. And uh, we'll game with you. Unlike other shows out there that maybe don't like to game with no. their fans, we love it. We have fun. If you're watching live, hang out because we'll take your calls after the show. Uh, For all of our panelists and coming from me, thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. Until we all talk again, we are all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Ernest Hemingway.